0: Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected the stories that are most entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Hindu traditions. Our versions may not be the myth you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy them.
1: My lord, Vishnu, protector of the universe, preserver of all things good. I fear for my people. Ravana, the ten headed demon, has awakened, and I, the sage Vishwamitra, their spiritual protector, am powerless to stop him. He has unleashed Rakshasas into the world, demons hell-bent on destruction. Some become monsters, eating all that moves, making farms barren. Uh, Others are more sly, taking on beautiful shapes to tempt mortals into infidelity. When I go to meditate, they are there to stop me, and anyone else who desires to be in your presence. They shriek, howl, and throw rocks or water. I I cannot focus if they are not stopped. The world's balance will be upset, and all will turn to evil. Please, Vishnu, the great gods Shiva and Brahma cannot help. They gave Ravana his powers, and he misused them. We need your aid. Please, speak to me. What is that? Why are you showing me the newborn son of King Desarada? Oh, I understand. This is your son, a piece of Lord Vishnu incarnate. He will defeat Ravana. It is his dharma, his duty. But how will he do it? That is the question. In time, with guidance, he will find his path and restore our balance. The son, born to defeat evil. Rama!
0: Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Today is the first chapter in our three-part adaptation of The Ramayana. This ancient Indian epic begins with a prince, Rama, and his journey to become king of the region of Koshala. When a jealous stepmother banishes him to the forest, his path takes a dramatic turn. His wife Sita is kidnapped, and he must team up with the great monkey god Hanuman to get her back. The sage Valmiki wrote the Ramayana between the 5th and 1st century BCE. His work encompasses elements we've come to expect from a heroic saga. There's a wedding, a banishment, an evil goddess, and a few epic battles. It's a story about duty, family, good versus evil, and of course, love. But before love must come trials and sacrifice. That is where our story begins with Rama already fighting to save his lands. Coming up, a hero meets his bride.
1: New season out on Spotify soon.
0: Originally composed as seven books in Sanskrit, the Ramayana is one of the world's great epics. And since its inception, it's been told in many different mediums. Theater, dance, shadow puppetry... In the late 1980s, it was the subject of a wildly popular television show in India, which was remade in 2008. The show was so beloved that entire streets would shut down during its airtimes, with as many as 100 million people watching from their homes. Despite the story's value as entertainment, it's also an important foundation of Indian culture. It's an important legend in multiple widely practiced religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Jainism, among others. Which brings us to why we're telling this story this month in particular. Every year between mid-October and mid-November, Indians across the globe celebrate the festival known as Diwali. Diwali is a celebration of light. People light clay lanterns outside their homes to signify how light defeats darkness. It's a holiday celebrating faith and hope. The original stories and basis for Diwali change depending on who you ask or where in India you are. But for northern India, Diwali is a direct celebration of the themes embodied in the Ramayana, good versus evil. But as we all know, no story is as simple as it seems. It takes a hero to defeat evil, and some heroes must start in exile. One more, Rama! Where? Over there, behind the tree! The young Rama, son of King Dasharata of Koshala, turned to face the skulking Rakshasa. These shape-shifting creatures delighted in stopping prayers, howling and shrieking until the worshipper could no longer focus. They sometimes even crawled into people's ears, convincing them to do evil acts. Rama had been sent to kill them by the great sage Vishwamitra. It was part of Rama's training, so he could one day be king of Koshala. With the help of his brother Lakshmana, his efforts had been successful. But this last one, dark with eerie eyes and bright red hair, it was pesky, throwing boiling water from the skies. Watch out! My forearm.
2: Quick, Lakshmana, toss me in my bow.
0: Rama grabbed an arrow from his pack, strung his bow, and steadied it on his shoulder. The rakshasa darted across the sky, howling and shrieking. The sounds echoed through the valley. For a normal warrior, the sound would be disorienting, headache-inducing. But not for Rama. The prince stood steady, training his eye on the dark creature. He tracked it. Then, when he had a sense of its speed, he released the arrow. And an instant later, the creature fell to the ground.
2: You did it, Ram! (laughs) You did it! (sighs) That's the last of them.
0: Rama took a breath and bowed. It had been a long few months of rakshasa hunting, but now he felt a relieved sense of pride, even more so when the sage Vishwamitra appeared and put his hand on the prince's shoulder. Oh, Rama,
1: well done! With the spirits gone, I can meditate and speak my mantras in peace. I am forever grateful. You should celebrate. You have passed all your challenges, completed your initiation, and shown me the power you can wield over evil. Thank you, Great Sage. Your wisdom was the best guide I
2: could have hoped for. But I must confess, I have a number of questions that I withheld during my trials out of respect. Now that my training is complete, I need to know. What is this all for? As a king, won't I be dealing with affairs of state,
1: not fighting evil spirits? The answer is Dharma. The cosmic law that determines your duty. You will be king one day. But the gods have granted you a greater destiny. Much greater than you could ever imagine. But why? Uh, Why would the gods pick me? (laughs) In due time, Rama, you cannot know your own Dharma before it happens. All I will tell you is whatever challenges come your way, you should accept them with grace and honor. You and you alone are the son born to defeat evil. Now, I will stay here and spend the week in deep prayer. You and Lakshmana, however, will go to the kingdom of Mithila. Tomorrow, King Tanaka is performing a great yagna, a fire ceremony he would like you and your brother to join. There, I think you might find some answers.
0: The kingdom of Mithila was more glorious than either Rama or Lakshmana could have imagined. There were gilded turrets and domes on the buildings, jewels glistening on the necks of the townspeople, colorful flags waving in the streets. Floral garlands were scattered outside every door, and then there was the music drums everywhere and women dancing in the streets. It was as if the whole city was in constant celebration. And yet, as Rama and Lakshmana crossed the moat to King Janaka's palace, Rama stopped in his tracks. His surroundings seemed to melt away, and the sounds faded to a faraway din. In that moment, absolutely nothing else mattered, because at the front of the palace, on a balcony, was the most beautiful woman Rama had ever seen. She was covered head to toe in jewelry, a thick stack of bangles clinking on her forearms. Her feet, which poked out delicately from underneath her sari, were as fine as he'd ever seen. Her attendants were busy putting flowers around her neck and in her long, raven hair.
2: She's a goddess, like Lakshmi. Too beautiful to be human.
1: (laughs) Ram, why have you stopped? Let's go inside. Oh, I see. Who is she? That is the king's daughter, Sita. Is she married? No. Well, rumor is, the king wants to see her betrothed, but only wants the best for his daughter. So uh, he put a curse on her. She will only be wed to a suitor who can lift, bend, and string an impossible bow. One which once belonged to Shiva himself. From what I've heard... Many men
0: have tried over the years. All have failed. (laughs) Rama looked to the balcony again. Sita turned and her gaze met his. She smiled, the greatest smile Rama had ever seen. Then she turned away.
2: Impossible bow, you say Lakshmana? (laughs) Nothing's impossible if it's fate.
0: Rama walked forward, leading Lakshmana inside the castle. At the center of the courtyard was a great hearth, tended to by the king's court. King Janaka sat front and center, chanting Sanskrit alongside one of his sages. Rama and Lakshmana sat quickly, paying their respects to the fire god, to light triumphing over darkness. But Rama couldn't help thinking about Sita. Something in his soul called to her. It was like, in that moment, she was more important than praying to the fire god, Agni. So when the prayers were over and King Janaka stood, Rama walked to him and bowed, knowing exactly what he had to do.
2: My lord, I am Rama, son of King Dasharatha, ruler of Koshala. I would like to try my hand at the bow.
0: King Janaka glared at the young prince and stroked his bright white beard. The sun shone off his tall crown and beamed into Rama's eyes, nearly blinding him. He squinted, keeping his eyes trained on the king.
2: Sir, please. I'm confident I have the strength to do what no other man could. I believe it is my dharma.
0: King Janaka sized Rama up then without speaking walked forward beckoning rama to follow he led rama out of the gates and toward the plaza in front of the palace lakshmana followed them as did an increasingly large crowd of onlookers soon king janaka's servants fetched the bow and the assembly doubled in size Rama shot a quick glance back towards the palace. Sita stood on her balcony, watching him curiously. He puffed out his chest, hoping he could impress her.
1: I think you should lift from underneath and start low. Use your hips. When you pull, suck in with your belly and. Hush, brother. Please.
2: I have this.
0: The bow arrived just as it began to rain. It was pure gold, the size of a large cow, so heavy it required ten men to lift it. They placed it at Rama's feet. King Janaka nodded, signaling he could begin. Here I go. With the swiftness and grace of an owl, Rama bent down, his eyes closed as he picked up the bow, The crowd gasped. No one had ever lifted it before. Rama grasped both ends of the bow and bent them together.
2: I could string it, but I wonder, for beautiful Sita, she deserves for me to not just conquer the curse, but to break it.
0: The bow bent further and further until... It snapped entirely.
2: Your Highness, the curse is lifted. I shall take your daughter's hand in marriage.
0: The crowd erupted in jubilation. Lakshmana jumped on the prince, hugging him. The king himself bowed. Grinning, Rama looked up to Sita's balcony, but she was gone. Rama turned and saw Sita walking down the bridge, past the moat, and straight towards him. Hello.
2: Greetings.
3: I have been waiting a long while for someone to string the bow, but you... you didn't even try to string it. You freed me.
2: That was my duty to you. Curses are made to be broken.
3: I have heard about you, Rama. They say you are maybe the son born to defeat evil. Is this true?
2: That is what I have been told, but I do not know what that evil is. I do know that I would like to have you as my bride, if you'll take me.
0: Rama knelt and extended a hand. After a brief moment, Sita took it, her bangles sliding down to brush Rama's fingers. He stood and spun her around, the sun shimmering off her jewelry. Lakshmana,
2: fetch an astrologer. (laughs) We need to set a wedding date.
0: Coming up, Rama's new beginning is tainted by jealousy.
1: The floorboards creak. The walls, they moan. The house seems vacant, but... You're not alone. This October, Parcast invites you to celebrate the spookiness of the Halloween season with all new episodes of Haunted Places. From an infamous murder farm in Indiana to the ghostly tombs and palaces of ancient Egypt, visit the world's most haunted destinations and find out what happens when a soul leaves the body but doesn't leave the grounds. Enjoy new episodes of Haunted Places all month long, free, and only on Spotify.
0: Now, back to the story. After Rama broke the impossible bow, it was decided. He and Sita, princess of the kingdom of Koshala, would be wed. The couple picked an auspicious day three moons away, and soon the town began preparations for the wedding, Elephants lined the streets, floral garlands hung outside of shops and houses, and King Janaka summoned his highest priests. But most importantly was the arrival of Rama's father, King Dasharatha, ready to see his prized child wed.
2: Father, my son, I am overjoyed for you. I see now why Vishwamitra brought me here. It wasn't to relax, but to find my partner... Yes, uh, I... Sorry, I I must have caught a cold on the journey. Before you marry, I have something to give you. A ring. Not just any ring. This ring was made by the creator himself, Brahma. It signifies the legacy you and Sita will make together. It is the truth. Let her give it to you on your wedding day. It will keep you close.
0: Rama took the ring in his hand. It was a signet ring with the shanka, Vishnu's conch shell, engraved on it. It lay heavy and cold in his palm, but when he slipped it onto his finger, it felt light and warm.
2: Thank you, father. And when I return, we must speak about the future, about when I become king. I have much to learn from you. In due time, son. In due time. Now, go forth and marry. <coughs> 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 <coughs>
0: On the fifth day of the Shukla Paksha, the period of the waxing moon, Rama and Sita were married by a sacrificial fire. All from the cities Mithila and Ayodhya, capital of Koshala, attended. They watched as the two walked around the fire, tended to by high priests, and all were overjoyed at the union, especially Rama and Sita. His face was serious, but his heart was beaming with joy. She had her mehendi-covered hands clasped together, praying for a loyal union. Then towards the end of the ceremony, she took Rama's hands in hers and gave him the ring. This is a
3: symbol of my commitment to you and you to me. If anything should come between us, see this ring as a reminder of our eternal love.
2: And my duty to you, my wife.
0: The celebrations, Sita bid farewell to her father. She traveled back to Ayodhya with Rama, Lakshmana, and King Dashurata, beaming with joy when she locked eyes with her new husband. King Dashurata was kind to her, welcoming her to her new kingdom with open arms. She hoped she could do right by him as his daughter-in-law. <laughs> Yet even when they returned to the palace, King Dashurata's cough did not subside. Night after night, Rama would hear his father's coughs echoing through the halls. Three weeks after Rama's wedding, the king's favorite wife, Kaikai, came to visit Rama in his chambers.
3: Rama, your father is asking for you.
0: It is a matter of grave
3: importance.
2: What is wrong? You look distressed.
3: Sleep has not been kind to the king. He sees the serpent in his dreams. He says that Shiva and Shakti are coming for him.
2: I'll come at once. (coughs) I'm told you need to see me? Yes. Sit by my side, please. I am dying, son. Here, take my hand. I would like to give you some wisdom for the future. Father, I... You know of Maya, the illusion of the world, that what we see in front of us is not the truth, but a simulation of it, created for us by the gods. Soon I shall move beyond the veil of Maya, and I will see the truth in its purest form. I will have wisdom. You, however, must not wait until death. Before you were born, I prayed to the gods, I prayed I would have a son that could see past Maya while here on earth, that he would know truth and know who was corrupted by the Rakshasas and who was good. That, my son, is you. Now please meet me in the great hall and I will make an announcement to the council.
0: Rama bowed and left the room, his heart heavy with grief. His father was dying. But over the next hour, he thought, too, about how death itself was an illusion, a form of Maya. He should accept it, as he accepted what came later at his father's council.
2: The time has come, my friends. I must step down as king. In my place, I would like to see my son. Rama, crowned, he has completed his initiation in service of the sage Vishwamitra. He has found a bride and has the strength, courage, and compassion to carry out my legacy. Mm. He shall be immediately anointed king of Koshila. King? Me? I... Yes.
0: Rama had not expected this title, at least not so quickly, but it seemed that the council had no objections. They all agreed that Rama was best fit for the job and had been waiting a long while for this moment. And so Rama knew too. Perhaps this had something to do with the greater duty of which Vishwamitra had spoken.
2: Rama, do not delay. You and Sita must prepare for the coronation ceremony. It is of utmost importance that she participates too. You must have your wife's support in all things. Now please, first, take a ritual bath and sleep not in your bed but on a mat of grass. Tomorrow you shall be crowned."
0: Rama nodded and immediately went to tell Sita, As news spread through the city of Rama's initiation, all rejoiced. All except Kaikai's maid, Mantara. Mantura was worried about her queen and her own position in the castle. Should Rama be made king, she feared she would no longer have a role, and so she went to her queen's bedchambers, where she found Kaikai Kai staring into a mirror, brushing her long dark hair, cheerfully humming to a music box on her table. <laughs>
3: Mantara, there is no use being sad. King Desharata has spent a long, wonderful life as a ruler. He knows his fate, and so do I. I have done my duty as his wife, and I shall not waste away in grief. <laughs> I shall enjoy my life. What is it, Mantara? That does not please you, clearly.
0: It was then that Mantara told her about Rama's initiation.
3: I do not mind. I am happy for Rama. He is as much my own son as Bharata.
0: But of course, this answer did not please Mantara. So she asked the queen if she had thought about her position under Rama's rule, how she would no longer be a queen, and how she would become old and gray and wrinkled, relegated to the position of handmaid.
3: Well, I don't think that's true. Rama loves me as his own mother. At least, I think he does. He wouldn't cast me aside, would he? A long, long time ago, it was me that saved his father on the battlefield. Rama would not have a father were it not for me. He would not betray me. Would he? He owes me. Manthara, I must think about this. Hand me that jug of wine, would you?
0: Dasharata had no knowledge of his wife's worries, and as the night fell, he was given herbs to ease his discomfort. He felt well enough to venture to Kaikai's chambers and give her the good news in person.
3: Oh, who is it? Oh, where's my brush? My hair is just so Come in! <coughs> my queen! Dasharata. Good. I've been wanting to speak with you.
2: My dear, are are you sick? Your hair is... Your clothes are, are wrinkled, your face is filled with tears. Oh, what sorrow you hold. Is this sadness for me?
3: Why did you not tell me your plans for Rama?
2: I had come to tell you just now, as I have been with my spiritual advisors all day. I had hoped to rejoice with you.
3: He is a good boy, but... (sighs) Dusharada, do you remember long ago on the battlefield when you had fallen and lost consciousness? I pulled you into the chariot and drove away from battle, then nursed you back to health.
2: Of course. How could I forget you saved me? I would not have won the war or continued my reign as king, were it not for you.
3: And do you remember what you told me next?
2: Uh, uh, Yes, uh, I think so. Uh,
3: Let me tell you. You gave me two boons, two promises which, by your honor, you were required to fulfill. You said I could ask any time, even if it were a hundred years hence. Now I have not, in our time together, used either of those boons, nor have I mentioned it. But as you leave us and
0: find Moksha, I would
3: like to ask you now.
0: Dasharata took a deep breath. Kaikai was not well. Some great pain had tormented her mind. He feared what she was about to ask.
3: I would like my son, Bharata, to be king. He is the rightful heir to the throne, and tomorrow you shall crown him. Then... To ensure he is not usurped, I wish you to banish Rama to the forest for fourteen years.
2: Kaikai, I could never. This is an evil request. How could you ask me to- You
3: made a promise. Should it go unfulfilled, you will be betraying your word, the first of all Great King Ikshvaku's descendants to do so. Now I have a headache, and as you said, I am disheveled. If my son is to be crowned, I need my beauty rest. Let me guide you out. Please
2: don't push me! What happened? I thought you loved Rama!
3: When I wake in the morning, I expect I will find Rama's chambers packed. And empty.
0: Forced out of Kaikai's room, Dishurata walked through the corridor, between his duty to his wife and his duty to his son. Refusing his wife's request would betray his ancestors and the gods, in whose names boons are promised. Yet, should he obey her, his son would be out in the forest, living amongst the animals and insects. Dasharata heard the echo of the flutes and drums through the halls, rehearsing for Rama's coronation. He knew he should be there, attending to final details, but he could not face it. He wanted to crawl into his chambers and drink a tub of poison, die that evening. And then he saw Rama walking towards him.
2: My son, there is something you must know.
0: Coming up, Rama becomes an exile. Now back to the story. As Rama walked through the hall on the eve of his coronation, he found exactly who he was looking for, his father, King Dasharata. Only the king was not the cheerful, calm, strong ruler he'd been before the wedding when they'd spoken of Rama's duty to his kingdom. Instead, he looked like he was going to collapse.
2: Father, is it... is this the time? No, my son. Then what is it? You look more ill than before. Here, sit down. No, no, I I do not need a seat. I may be dying, but I don't need coddling. Come, Rama, let's walk. There is something I'm afraid I must tell you.
0: Dasharata extended his arm and Rama took it. He was surprised by his father's frailty, the thinness of his once strong bicep. Dasharata led him into the palace courtyard where the light of the waxing moon dripped across the cold stone floors.
2: I remember being young and playing in the fountain with Lakshmana. We would use leaves as boats and pretend we were two warrior kings traveling across a great ocean. Our quest to conquer our enemy and save a princess. And then you, Father, would walk in and scold us, tell us that to joke about war was to dishonor Lord Vishnu, that battle was no laughing matter. I have grown much in the past few years, Father. Vishwamitra's initiation has prepared me for tomorrow. To fulfill my duty to my kingdom. To protect us from evil. You were born to defeat evil, Rama. I have no doubt. But I'm afraid it will not happen here. What do you mean? Will Sita and I have to go back to Mithila? No. Your stepmother, Kaikai, wishes for her son, Bharata, to be king. Oh. Well, Barata would make a fine king, I'm sure, but but he does not want to be. He's off in his uncle's kingdom, enjoying the beaches. He has as little wish to rule Koshula as I have wished to be on an island with no responsibilities. I am aware, son, but... <sighs> Once long ago, I made a promise to Kaikai. One I am bound to honor, no matter how I feel about what she requests. She has gone against this family. Rest assured, before I pass, I shall pray to Shiva to banish her, to cast her off as a demoness. No, father. It does not serve you to be angry. Hear what she asked before you judge my bitterness, Rama. Kaikai has asked not only that her son take the throne, but also that you be banished to the forest. For fourteen years... These will fulfill the two boons I promised her long ago. Father, do not despair. I understand my place. I do not want to ruin your legacy or your promises. If that is my fate, I shall accept it and leave the kingdom. I only ask, what of my wife Sita? Will she be cared for? I do not know, Rama. I can only hope. Go, talk to her. (coughs) And please... Tell her I'm sorry. (coughs) And tell her that marriage is not for the weak, for all unions are eventually poisoned.
0: It was not, perhaps, the coronation evening Rama had expected, but he thought back to Vishwamitra's words from what seemed like a lifetime ago.
1: You cannot know your own dharma before it happens. All I will tell you is whatever challenges come your way, you should accept them with grace and honor.
2: Maybe that's it. My duty is to protect my own kingdom from poison, the resentment of my stepmother. I fear for Bharata that he does not want this role. But that decision is not my place.
0: Rama went to his chambers, removed his royal clothes, and put on his servants' rags. If he should go into the forest, he would need to survive as wayward travelers do, with no aids or fine clothes. And so, after changing, he prepared to say his goodbyes to his family, especially his brother Lakshmana. But what of Sita? Rama had promised her a marriage, a life as the wife of the ruler of all of Koshala. He was still getting to know her, to understand her and communicate with her, and yet, in his first weeks, he had already failed her. As he walked down the hall towards Sita's rooms, he twisted the ring on his finger, thinking of what he would tell her.
2: Sita, my wife, may I enter?
3: Come in. I was just deciding on my sorry for your ceremony tomorrow. Uh, Look at this. My maid here, Sedan, believes the red and gold is the most appropriate for a queen. I know how the people see me. They like me, so far I am told. And I want to honor them.
2: You look beautiful.
3: (sighs) Thank you. But my prince, what are you wearing?
2: Please, Sita, sit down. Sedan, you may leave.
3: What is it, Rama?
2: I will be leaving. Tonight, because of a promise he made long ago, my father has been forced to banish me to the forest. You, however, are not obliged to come with me. Instead, it is my hope that you will stay here and tend to my father in his final days.
3: Here, stand. Help me. Untie my sari.
2: What are you doing?
3: If you are going, I shall go with you. I married you, and I will be by your side.
2: No, Sita, this is not the life I promised you.
3: Please, Ram, the tie. There. Thank you. I will go change. Sita.
0: But Sita disappeared behind a screen before Rama could protest. He cursed himself for even telling her he should have gone alone, left in the middle of the night so she did not know. He valued her loyalty, yes, but he did not want to see her suffer. Just then, Lakshmana burst into the room, brandishing a sword in his grip.
1: Rama! Tell me! It's not true! Who do I have to fight? I shall prepare an army and storm the palace! Baraza is not my king! Calm yourself, Lakshmana. Please, put down your sword. Can't you knock before bursting in on me and my wife? Sita, where is she? Surely she will not stand for
0: this. I will not stand for this. Just then, Sita appeared from behind the screen. She had no crown, no jewelry, only the thin gold ring Rama gave her on their wedding day. Unadorned, wearing her maid's plain brown clothes, she was as beautiful as Rama had ever seen her.
1: What is this? Sita, not you
0: too!
2: I have no choice, Lakshmana. It is my duty. I have asked her to stay, but she refuses. As for you, you shall stay. Tend to father. No, I cannot. I have been by your side since your birth. I will fight for you. There is no fight left, Lakshmana. Only the forest.
0: A solemn look fell over Lakshmana's face. He sat on a bench by Sita's discarded clothes, put his head in his hands, and sobbed. Rama put his hand on Lakshmana's shoulder, and Sita placed hers on the other. Lakshmana's cries could be heard all the way into the courtyard, where Dashurata spoke with the sage Vishwamitra.
1: Listen, my sons are hurting. I know, my king, but Rama is prepared for this. I saw him tackle the Rakshasas with dignity, grace, and poise. I know this is not how you wanted your time with your son to end, but please, there is a reason for this. One must only trust in what's happening beyond the veil. (coughs) I will die soon, dear sage. I, I can feel it. I know. Here, let me hold your head in my hands. Tomorrow, I shall go to the mountains. There, I will pray to Vishnu to protect you and especially your son on this journey. He will need guidance. Yes, and he shall receive it. Have faith, my king. It will all be right in the end.
0: Vishwamitra took off, flying on the wings of Brahma towards the mountains. Rama retired to his chambers, as did Sita. They would leave before the city was awake, so it would seem as if they had deserted the kingdom and not been forced out by Borata They wanted Koshala to believe in Borata to believe in his success. And so, before dawn, Rama and Sita woke and met in front of the palace, wearing rags and carrying a small sack of provisions and a single change of clothes. A chariot arrived at the front to take them to the edge of the city.
3: (sighs) I am ready, my king.
2: I know, but before we walk, one thing I would like to give you.
3: My bracelets! (laughs) Oh, how sweet of you.
2: You do not have to leave everything behind. I would like you to remember at least some of who you are, for in fourteen short years we shall be back, and if we are lucky the gods will see that I regain my title. And then you will be the queen I promised. Now, shall we? I would like to see the trees.
0: Rama helped Sita into the carriage. He followed, closing the door behind him. But just as the carriage was driving away, someone called out from behind them. Wait!
1: Stop the horses! Lakshmana, hush! You will wake half the city. I'm coming with you. Open the door. I told you to stay. I do not want you to be exiled too. Who is going to teach you how to build a fire, make a hut? You will need food, water, shelter. You have been spoiled, Rama. Remember our travels with Vishwamitra? It was I who knew how to feed you. Now move over. I know there's room for three in that carriage.
0: Lakshmana entered the carriage. As the horses trotted away, Lakshmana looked back at the palace and all he was leaving and smiled to himself. Sita kept her gaze ahead at the road as it faded into the forest. Rama looked only at her face. In the mountains, Vishwamitra saw all of this through his mind's eye. He was glad Rama had found support, that he was not going alone.
1: I know this will not be easy. Deep in the forest, something awaits the young prince. I ask you, Lord Vishnu, give him protection. Give him the strength to see good, for as he goes on, he will find that his biggest test in the forest is not survival, but pure evil. There, in the forest, he will meet Ravana.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back next week to follow Rama, Lakshmana, and Sita as they enter the forest, only to meet the evil Ravana and enlist the help of monkey god Hanuman to defeat him. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you enjoy Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Every Wednesday, we dive into the dark origins of another classic fable. We'll be back next week with another epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythology was written by Stacey Lee Nemec, edited by Molly Quinlan and Robert Teamstra, fact-checked by Haley Milliken, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Dinesh Alvis, Zelda Diana Black, and Charlie Wess. I'm Vanessa Richardson.